0: Are you thankful for what you feel in church tonight? Amen. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that I feel on a Thursday night. Not normally in church on a Thursday night. We could also understand it this way. I'm not normally blessed to be in church on a Thursday night. Some of you thought, you know what, they put pressure on me last night. I had to come tonight. But you know what, since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and let the Lord move in my life. And we thank you for that. Some of you drove here and said, you know what, I'm determined tonight on an off night, it's going to take place in my life. And we thank you for that. No matter what, and no matter who you are, you're in the right place here tonight. Amen. You're in the right place. Amen. And we want you one more time just ask God we're going to jump into this and I believe the Lord's going to speak to us tonight but they've led us in such an incredible way into the presence of the Lord i want to ask you just right now to close your eyes and just say God I'm, I'm asking you to speak a word directly to me tonight God I pray Lord speak a word to my situation God you see the trials you see where I'm at God you know you see the hidden parts of my heart God You see everything that I've struggled with, everything that I've dealt with, everything that has come against me, God. You're aware of it. You are aware, God. And I'm asking you in Jesus' name, God, to speak. Speak, God. Speak, God. Speak, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for worshiping. I'm going to give you a chance to get back to your seat. As you do that, why don't you give a hand to this wonderful team that led us tonight. And I want to say thank you to tonight, a little different thank you, but thank you to, I know we mentioned briefly last night, I know some of the names, some of them I don't yet know, but those that have been walking around the church, dodging dodging, uh, Nerf bullets cleaning and setting up and tearing down and fixing and running and going and all the above. These weeks can't be done without you. And so I know that they appreciate it, but we want to give them a chance to let you know how much each and every one of us that are part of Unity Week know. And we want you to know we appreciate all you do and everything you've done. So I want you to let them know it. Amen. Let them know it. Amen. There's a a lot that goes into this and There's work and effort and time and money, all the above, and it's a worthy investment. It's a worthy investment. Tonight, I'm going to speak to you on simply the topic of the division, the division. In a few minutes, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 47, but I'm going to let you be seated. We're going to read that in a moment. I'll say thank you so much to our, to our musicians and, and uh, you guys. My wife said last night they were recording quality, you guys like you don't struggle. Like, I, I, I'm wondering, I'm walking around trying to ask people, Do you sing like that too? Are you able to sing like that too? I mean, you guys are not struggling in the singer's department. Really, really, really impressed with that. Back there, give me yes, she's she knows, she knows. Maybe my favorite person yet, by the way, right there. I like her. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Somebody text Jacoby and tell him I miss him tonight, by the way. I'm sure he had something going on, but somebody shoot him a message. Did I just throw him under the bus like that? I'm sure he has something going on. I just thought somebody hit him up. He's at work? Yeah. So I, f- I figured he had something. Let But know I love him. I miss him. I spoke to I'm going to tell you last night. I'm putting him on the spot. He's not here. But I felt last night to pray into his ear, and I don't always say this, but I'm going to put everybody else. I'm going to let you know that that God wants to do something. I, I told him that's not. I feel like God has a calling on his life. I feel that. I really, really feel it. I don't always run to it and try to do it. I don't always announce these things, but I wanted him to know that I feel like God's hand is upon his life to do things that he can't even imagine. I believe that. So, I'll tell you what it takes all of us it takes each and every one of us to know that and believe that and so <clears throat> let me say this when 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 Jacob's name was changed to Israel you go to the first time he walks out of that area and he meets somebody and guess what they did they said hey Jacob where you been because they recognized him as Jacob but they didn't realize what God did in his life Let me just tell you real fast, when someone gets up from from an altar call, don't assume that they're the same person. Don't ever assume they're the same person. When someone gets up from this altar or someone leaves an altar experience or someone leaves a worship service where you got my man looking all good and playing on the piano just like dressed perfectly and playing the chords that make you want to just stay here for a moment, making the... uh, Making the face like that's like that was a sick chord face. I was like, moment ago, I could help myself. He likes none of this attention, but he was playing a moment ago. I caught myself like, you want to just be in church? You you just like what you feel? You just enjoy this moment? But when someone gets up from an altar service like that, you just you just go ahead and just take a step back and just say, you know you just expect that God did something in their life. Amen. Let me go ahead and just say this. I believe that God's going to do something in your life tonight. I believe that when you get up from this altar, that you're going to walk back and say, okay, God, I'm walking with you, you and I. We're doing this together. We're just going to go together. There's, things have been changed. When you go back to your phone, you might get texts that things have changed. Something's happened. Something has shifted. Amen. 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 See, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's like all kinds of, like, you just talk, and everybody is good. You, anybody can preach when you got that behind you. Anybody can preach when you got that. <laughs> let's, read, let's read one verse of Scripture. We'll, we'll, we'll just in a moment read it again, but Genesis 47 and 27. Amen. Thank you for standing. I was going to dive into this, but I, I, we're going to read this one scripture, Just as 47 and 27. The Bible says, and Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt and the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein and grew, and the Bible says they multiplied exceedingly. Not just saying they multiplied, but they multiplied to a point that was um, unexplainable. Inex- unexpl- inexplainable? Unexplainable? I felt like I was wrong there, but Arkansas sometimes is still right. Unexplainable. I just let you into my mind just now. Just audibly just spoke what was in my mind. and <laughs> They couldn't explain it. We don't know how, but all the mess that's going on, there's one spot where there's growth taking place. I'm going to speak to you, as I mentioned a moment ago, just simply on the topic of the division. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you, just just let's let's do one last thing. Let's do one last thing. Let's just say, God, I thank you in advance for what you're about to do. Can you pray that? I thank you in advance, God, for what's about to take place. I thank you. I praise you. I magnify you. I exalt you. You are holy, you are awesome, you are mighty, and we praise you, God. We thank you, Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. We're all aware and also yet, I would say, concerned what's taking place And our country, over the last couple of years, and I just know I will not in any way whatsoever get in any weird um, uh, place. Uh, That's not not my role. However, I will say that everyone can say that we're in a unique place. Or in a unique place pastor said it best last night that the goal and intention is to divide us up and to split us up and to make our differences be the borders and and you' you think this way and you act this way and you do that way but the problem is when I go to when I go to the grocery store at home I don't I don't sense any of those things I just I, it's like someone said a while back somebody asked an Amish man, why? Why do you not know these things are going on? Why do you not feel these? Why do you not see these things? He said, "Because we don't have anybody telling us that these things are going on. We don't sense them. We don't. We don't have the television telling us that we have to feel that way and think that way. And we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't this. This isn't coming in our minds through these things. We don't have those things. And and sometimes it's it's a little bit um, uh, shocking, even today." There was a video that, that, that your wonderful youth pastor showed me that someone sent him, and I got to looking at it. And young people, I want you to hear this right now. I got to, I got to watch this video, and it was a, um, a choir from San Francisco that was a um, a men's choir of, of one preference of, uh, if I can say it that way, for the young children that are in the building. They, they prefer a certain uh, a like um, um, structure of body, if I can say it that way. I mean, I don't know how to say it, People. And so, um, so if I can just say that. And so I, I try to be careful with the young ears in the building. But, but here's the thing, they gathered together, and they, they did what many of us did when COVID happened, and we had to shut down. We would get people together, and we would we would begin to uh, do these videos of these groups that would come together, and we would have these Zoom choirs or whatever the case may be. There'd be a choir of, of 30 people that were singing, and these videos began to be released as something that we would see. And guess what? They also did a similar thing, and that video uh, was saying one thing and one thing only, that we're coming For your children. If you've not seen it yet, you'll see it in the next few days. If you're on any kind of a, this horrible thing called social media, you'll see it. They, they, they said, we are coming for your children. You think we have infringed upon your beliefs. We You think that we are, we are wrong, and you think all these things. Well, we got news for you that we don't care. We're coming for the next generation. We're coming for you, Bible believers. We're coming for you, churchgoers. We're not coming for you, but we're coming for those that you're bringing up. And they said, we will get to them. You won't see it, and you won't know it. That's what they're declaring together in a choir, that we're going to sneak in somehow into the back door, and we're going to find a way, maybe through an app, or maybe through a show that looks fine, or, or maybe through the commercial of something, but we're going to get your children. I've come today to speak against that mindset and speak against that spirit to say yes, but we are also coming for your children. That I believe there's a next generation, and I believe there's young people that have said, I'm not budging, and I'm not moving, and I'm not stepping back, and I'm not giving up, and I will not be shaken. I stand upon the word of God. I stand on God's word. I love June because it's the beginning of summer, but I hate it because it's celebrated in such a weird way everywhere you go and everything you do and, and all the stuff. But it's amazing how they've picked the word that is literally the, the, the greatest struggle in the Bible. They, they picked the word of pride. And, and we saw the other day on a, on a storefront, it said, pride is powerful. And I told my wife, yes, it is powerful. Pride can take the strongest and make them nothing. Pride can take those who had nothing but a bright future and make you nothing but a fragment of what you used to be. Pride goeth before the fall. Let me tell you right now now. Anywhere you see pride, get ready. Something is about to fall. So I've come to kick it in the teeth so to speak and let you know don't get weary in well doing. Don't get caught up. The rainbow still belongs to God and there's a next generation who's getting up and standing on a foundation that is right and that is it's pure. I don't I don't have to get caught up. I don't have to start wondering. I don't have to start contemplating if you're here tonight and you're contemplating. Let me tell you, we can clear it up in an apostolic altar, and you can understand some things you might need to understand. But but in the midst of everything that's going on and all the craziness, and and even if you're mom and dad and you're wondering about gas prices going up, and and possibly wondering about how in the world we're gonna navigate through even the other. Other issues we are facing, we we must look and know that this is a unique time for us in our generation. This is a unique time for those that are coming behind us as they begin to look at starting their life and and walking into the next phase and next chapter. It is concerning for us all. It didn't take a few years; it took a couple months. It's just, it's, just, it's just that quick. It's that quick now to try to make our young boys wonder if they are young boys or not. It's that quick to try to find a way to get into their mindset. And even in the good old South, we have governors who are, who are not signing to protect young boys and protect young kids from making decisions that will change their life. This is concerning. It's concerning. It's, it's, it's troubling. In the midst of all this, what of the people of God? Let me just tell you real fast, we're armed with endless promises that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And we got to believe that more than ever. He'll be with us always. God never slumbers or sleeps. He, 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 We, we, we have these beliefs. However, though, we do have moments where we say, "What about the church? What about the church?" If we've ever, ever wondered uh, 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 in the greatest way, we wondered last March when all of a sudden we could not meet together, and and all the, and My, my question though is: the promises we made in the pause, in the moment of stepping away, have we already fallen back in the same habits of wondering? Have we already? fallen back in the same habits of taking it for granted have we already found ourselves one more time or are we still energetic about getting to the house of the lord but what about god's people certainly it's not the first time that god's people have resided amidst trouble, and the Old Testament tells us of a time of famine. It speaks about this, and there was no bread in verse 13 of chapter 47. says, there was no bread in all the land, again reading out of Genesis, for the famine was very sore. So that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted by reason of the famine. They were affected. God's people were affected by what was going on in the land. Egypt consolidated all their money. And when, and when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money faileth. Let me just tell you real fast, the things you possess, no matter if you're one of those people that you got so much stored up, you had all the canned goods, you had all the non-perishables, let me tell you real fast, whatever it is, it will fail you. The famine continued in Egypt. They traded their cattle for bread. Sacrificed in their future for the present right in the middle of all this mess. We find the people of God dwelling in Egypt where the famine was. In a land called Goshen. God's people were there in Goshen. It was the part of Egypt that Israel settled in. God's people went and settled in that place. Directed there by Joseph himself. But there was one thing different about Goshen. There was something very visibly different about Goshen. You see there was chaos out there there but there was peace in here there was all kinds of, of of madness out there but yet there was something about when you got inside of Goshen there was something about Goshen the famine didn't affect them in Israel the Bible said dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen they were in the world but not of the world they had possessions therein and they grew and the Bible says they multiplied exceedingly Every nation and every land was in famine except Goshen. God's people were plentiful when the world was in famine, through turmoil, through all that was going on around them. The people of God. Were blessed. Exodus 8, the Bible tells us when it was, the stay had turned into slavery and it was time for Israel to leave Goshen. It was time for them to make a move and, and it was time for this to take place in their life. And, and, there's, and, and this, this shift began to take place and, and, the, and the shift began to happen. God told Moses to go before Pharaoh and say to him, let my people go. He said, if not, I will send swarms of flies on you. Your houses and land will all be affected. Verse 22 gives us an insight that's extremely valuable. Verse 22 says, and I will sever in that day the land of Goshen. What, what's 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 right in the middle of where I'm going to send this? What's right in the middle of where it's going to be affected? I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a border right in the middle of all these things. I'm gonna build a bit of a, a protection around this, in which he said, "My people dwell." You see, it wasn't about ghosts, and it was about the people. It wasn't about the land. It wasn't about that. It was about God's people and no swarms of flies shall be there. The scripture says to the end thou mayest know that I am Lord in the midst of the earth, in the midst of circumstance, in the midst of trial, in the midst of economic troubles, in the midst of questions, young people, in the midst of a school where maybe you wonder why am I the only one and this is beginning to affect me. He said, I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this side be. This explains the concept of the division. A divine division between God's people and everyone else. It's going to be that we find that everybody else might deal with it, but not God's people. Not the people of the name. And not the people who are given to the name. Not the people who understand what it is to live in a relationship with Jesus Christ. This It's the only time in the Bible this word is translated as division. The other three times it's given as redeem or redemption. God was saying that I will put a redemption between my people and the the Egyptians. Exodus 9, God told Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. If not, I will send uh, um, hell on all of Egypt and every man, every field. The hell fell mixed with fire only in the land of Goshen again. In the same land where God's people were again, where, where the children of Israel happened to be, where, the God, where God's people were, there was none. It didn't fall on them. And this is, this, is, this, is, this is real life. This is what they were dealing with in this life. The fact is there will be trouble. This is, this is not a new concept, people. This is not a new thing that, young people, this is not something that just came upon us. This is not something that we're just now seeing. It's just a new wave of it. It's just something that's coming against us now. But God's people are not exempt from feeling the impact. We're going to feel the impact at times. We're going to feel the struggles at times. We're going to feel the nudging at times. We're going to feel a little bit of that. But the Bible says, for he maketh, in in Matthew 5 and 45, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. You're going to have at times where you see struggles that might rise against you. And, and sineth rain on the just and the unjust. There will be sun and there will be rain. But right in the midst of that storm there is a divine division where God draws a line. And the Bible lets us understand not only does he draw a line, but he defends his people. He draws a a line and says, I'm going to take care of the church. I'm going to take care of my people. I will watch over my people. In Matthew 4, the, we, 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 we come to the temptation of Christ, and, and, and he seemed at that moment to lack everything necessary, sustenance, strength, and strength the help of his divine nature and a, and a surplus of everything that was, was despised and hard, temptation, hunger, desertion. but in the midst of all that turmoil, Jesus was sustained. The spirit of the divine sustained the flesh. There was a divine division between what the devil could and could not do. Let me help you understand that right now. I want you to hear that, young people. And I'm I hope I'm, I'm hoping you're getting this tonight. I, I feel strongly to preach this tonight to help you know there is a divine division of what the enemy can and can't do. You feel the pressure of it. There is a divine division. You feel the push of it. There is a division. You feel the impact of it. Don't worry. There is a division. There, there is something there that the Lord has said you cannot. You may can do this. You may can come this way, but you cannot any farther. You say, how does that happen? happen. It happens. I want you to see this. We find this. Even Jesus gets up in Luke 4 and 14. The Bible says Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, yet tempted, yet pushed, yet had to endure. The Scripture says he was full. He t- returned in the power of the Spirit. Job 1, we find in Job's trying, there appeared to be a desertion of God's providence, but the enemy that was there pushing and prodding and trying to overcome asked and was given ask access to Job's life houses and land and children were taken. His wife walked out. They they, they asked him to curse God and die. Friends gave bad advice, but there, in the midst of all that was happening, there was a divine division between what Satan could and could not do. Job 1 and 12 says all that he hath is in thy power only upon himself. Put not forth thine hand. Let me speak to you right now and tell you, you might lose everything. You might get to a place where you say I I don't know where it's all gone in that moment no there's a divine division on people who still say yet naked I came in and naked shall I return but blessed be the name of the Lord in that moment is where you say I might have been impacted but I'm in the land of Goshen I might have felt the impact but I am God's people and he is mine and nothing shall shake me Nothing. Nothing. Nothing will take me away from that. Let me, let me, let me tell you my. My goal and my mission tonight is tell, to tell you there's a place you better get to in God. There's a place you better get to that says, God, no matter what good things or bad things come, nothing's shaking me. My my relationship's not determined on a contract that says you fulfill, and then I'll re- I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and step in and show what I can do. No, that's not. No, my mind is made up. My mind is made up that, that no matter what happens, no matter what takes place, Michael, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, what happens to this one or that when I'm living for God my mind is made up no matter what comes my way why is that because I realize in the land of Goshen there's no place safer than where I am right now there's no place there's no place In the midst of all that we've dealt with last year. And I don't don't want to just throw out this, this stuff. This is everybody I've spoken to. In the midst of all that we dealt with. You know what happened to the church. Everybody I've spoken to, that yeah, there's some that have not come back yet. We understand that's fine, but but there's but for the most part, everybody I've talked to, the church has grown. Guess what else? Missions giving is better than it's ever been. Every everything that we give to in our organization is better than it's ever been. Guess what? Most churches are saying they're saying you know what? Our people remain faithful. Why? Why is that? I don't have an answer for it except for that when they were in Goshen, they multiplied and they they multiplied exceedingly. You. See, See, what breaks the others builds this church. What pushes down somebody else builds the church. I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. God spoke to Noah and told Noah, I want you to build an ark. I need you to build an ark. Noah began to go and get every little small detail that God gave him, and Noah began to build an ark board by board. I need a few Bibles. Me, help me out with some Bibles. He he put an ark, and he. And he I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. Just just we'll, we'll, we're honoring this tonight, but. He said, I want you to build an ark. Why? Because the ark, uh, Eli, I'm glad you're here, by the way. Eli's from Indiana, and I like Eli. But I noticed what he did. He said, and thank you, man, all you guys bring your Bibles to church. No one does that anymore. It's like an old-fashioned thing. What in the world are y'all doing? This is like, my goodness, you overachievers. she has got like nine Bibles here. I'm just joking, by the way. But I want, you to, I want you to build an ark. And he says, I want you to build the ark. Why is that? Because, because I am going to judge the land. And there's a reason why. And so I want everybody, make sure there's no iPads in there. Because if they do, they're broken. But um, I, want you to build, I want you to build a land. I want you to build a boat. Because, because what I want you to know is everyone that's outside of the ark will be judged. So guess what Noah did? Guess what he did? He ran out and he said, I need you to get in. I need you to get in. I need you to get in. I need you. I need you to begin to tell everybody. I need you to get in. And only those who wanted to believe and wanted to have faith in it, only those who were willing to go to that place got in. He and his family got in the boat. And they, they they get in this in this in this ark and they 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 get ready and they don't know what's gonna happen. All of a sudden they feel the shaking. They feel the shaking of it when that when that time comes, when he dies, it will come. When he dies, it's gonna come, and the raindrop fell, and that door begin to shake and that door got up and began to stand up on its own and put them as seal on them. And what what that seal was is not to lock them up. It was to put safety on them, to let them know you feel restricted, but you're not restricted. You're safe. You feel as if I've just confined you. You're not confined. No, you're protected. You're protected from the outside elements. You see what others say as restriction. I see as protection. When I'm out here, it's raining. But when I'm in here, I've got everything i need when i'm out here the winds are blowing but when i'm in here i've got peace and comfort and protection from the storm it's a divine division when i'm out here when i'm out here doing what i want to do brother sylvia right I nailed it. I'm so proud of myself. When I'm out here doing whatever I want to do and I'm doing all the things I'm doing, guess what? There's questions, there's questions, there's questions. But when I make my mind up as a young man to get into the boat, there's there's moments where I didn't know if I could make it, but now when I look and I see my kids living for God, and I see my kids playing the piano, and I see my kids blowing it out of the water on a solo, and I see my kids at Unity Week, and I see all that God's done. I realize somebody else said you're less. Somebody else said you're missing out. But I say, look what God gave me. I've multiplied exceedingly. God is blessed beyond measure. Say right there. Say right there. Let me tell you something real fast. I wonder and I struggle at times and I deal with things at times because the world is nudging, trying to push me out, trying to tell me I can't. Young people, listen to me. There's no better example. There's no better example. There's no better example of success than someone that can look and say, my kids are serving the Lord. Let me tell you right now, no matter what else you look at, this is what? You should know somebody that got in Goshen, got in New York, and said, that's everything I need. You see, just for a moment, I'm hurrying, but, but notice what happens here when we're on the ark and the rains begin to pour. I don't want to make light of this at all because I can't even imagine the horrific sounds that came from outside of the yard, as be, people begin to scream and say, please, please, please let us in, let us in. I imagine people were even were looking across the border at Goshen saying it looks as if they're out farming while we're dealing with this swarms of flies. It looks as if they're sitting together in the in, in, in a peaceful setting eating together and we're dealing with all of this hell and all these things that are coming down on us mixed with fire. What? It, what how can you explain that? I'm sure as somebody begin to yell out and say, yeah. no! Oh, please open the door. He had no control. I'm sure his heart was torn because as much as he was glad he was safe, he was actually also torn because he began to say, "I, I told you, I asked you to get on the boat. I asked you to come. But as the unbelievers were outside and the believers were inside, the very thing that began to destroy the outside world, the very thing that began to watch pride fall, the very thing that began to say, I, I've spoken a word and I preached a word and we said turn and come into the house of the Lord the very thing that destroyed them lifted up lifted up the ship the ark began to rock and come off, and they begin to grab, grab together and feel And all of a sudden it steadied. It steadied in that moment, and then, and then those that were in the ark, those who were there began to feel a little bit of a peace and feel a little bit of a comfort. It was only those that were there. The rest were gone forever. The rest were actually now dealing. Yes, they were in the elements. Yes, the rain was coming down. Yes, the waves began to push against them, but yet they were safe. They were in a place of safety, and you might feel waves, and And you might feel a nudging. And you might feel at times things say, I'm going to try my best to come against you. And you might at times even feel as if the balance is gone. But let me tell you right now, there's no safer place than in Goshen. In the place where God has said, I will take care of my people. So I'm asking you tonight, get in Goshen. Get committed to Goshen. Get in the ark and get inside the place of safety Amen. get in safety i'm even i'm struggling even getting out of this right now because i feel safe I feel, I feel secure. Let me tell you, young person right now, I'm telling you right now, you've, you've, you've begin to kind of venture out a little bit and question things. Let me tell you, don't get outside of the ark. Don't get outside of the ark because the moment I get outside of the ark, you think you can make it, but no, there's no place like it. Those inside are thriving. Those inside, it's a tested place. It's a place that's been proven, and I think I can do it out here, but there's no testimony like somebody who says. I've done it. I've experienced it. And God's been good to me. So my mind is made up. I'm getting back in the ark. I'm coming back into the presence of the almighty God. I want, I want. Thank you, brothers. Listen, stand to your feet this evening. I want you to hear me right now. I want every young person in this place to hear me. You gotta make a decision right now. You gotta make up in your mind right now that God, I want what you have for me. And I'm making a, a physical decision, God, so much that I'm getting, if it's even I've got to move three inches. If I've got to take some time here, whatever it is, but I've gotta I've gotta step into something. And I've got to make up in my heart and say, God, nothing, nothing shall shake me and nothing shall break me. I want to get into the place of safety. I want to get into the place of blessing. Let me tell you right now, I won't tell you it's all perfect. I won't tell you it's all easy. We, we've dealt with it. We've we've spent days and days in the hospital with our, with our sweet baby boy, our young, I can't say baby boy, I get in trouble, but with, with any. We've spent days and days in the hospital. We've had financial stress. We've had hurts and pains from, from pastor in a great church just because of life. We've dealt with it. We've dealt with it. We've gone through it. But let me tell you right now, I've never questioned the anointing that God has placed in my life. And I've never questioned if I wanted to live in the place of safety. because no matter no matter, no matter what's happened, I've I've made up in my mind that as for me, in my house, that we're committed to serving the Lord, and so I I'm not getting outside of this. I'm not getting outside of His Word. I'm not getting it outside of what He's what He's taught me and what I know to be true. I'm remaining. I'm remaining. Remaining. And when long days come, and hard nights come, and struggles may come, and loneliness, oh God, the loneliness that they must have felt, discouragement, the number one tool of the enemy, when discouragement comes, you begin to miss those that were behind screaming out your name, whatever the case may be. Being You might question, is, is this where I should be? Let me stop right now and tell you that if you make your mind up now, you never even ask the question. If you make up in your mind right now, I'm never walking away from truth. Then you never even ask the question of, oh, should I be here? My mind is made up. My mind is made up. I'm committed to being in the house of the Lord. I'm, I need help real fast. Eli, help me real quick. Come here. Take these Bibles and spread them out a little farther. We're going to make a line. Come up with a Sylvia. Thank you so much. We're going to make a line. Yeah, just go ahead and give me a, a, you can scoot them out that way a little bit more. We're respecting this, y'all. Just understand right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but we're making a line real fast. Yeah, we go There we go. Eli. Let me tell you right now, we're making a line. There's a line here. There's a line. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. A line I'm making up in my mind right now that I'm going to be on this side of the border. I want to be on this side. I want to be, yeah, where the winds may blow. But I've multiplied, exceeded. Struggles are made. yeah, my struggles, yeah, I deal with it a little bit. But I know I can go in and speak peace into my home. Why? Because the favor of God is upon me asking as we get ready to sing if there's any young people that will make us make a commitment right now and your commitment yes 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 your commitment right now is that god i'm walking into the place of safety no matter what comes no matter what happens no matter what pushes no matter what tries to influence me god i'm making my mind up right now in jesus name come on would you lift your hands You're you're high to it Sometimes, it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm gonna wait on you, cheeks. I'm gonna wait.